Good day, guys, and welcome to a special series of the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today, Lauren and myself, we've been chatting for a while about doing, I guess, a series together um, for a while. Um, Lauren, today, I bought, <laughs> well, that, 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 that series lasted a while. Well, see you guys. And that's why you don't work with your partner. <laughs> um, but Lauren and I have been chatting for a, a long time about kind of doing a podcast together and obviously I have the coach Mark Carroll podcast and yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I've always toyed with the idea of doing a podcast, but for me, I'm so flat out trying to keep up with everything at the moment. So obviously Mark's got such a successful podcast and I think it's just going to be easier for me to just jump on here and we think just doing like a little series, maybe like a Wednesday chats with us would be a really good idea. So I'm excited. Yeah. So I think we'll try and do podcasts where we cover lots of different things um, over the next maybe five, yeah, five, six weeks or something. We'll see how we go. We might do one and we just fight and be like, well, that was it. It could be like she's never coming on here again. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see how we go, but we'll hopefully we got about five, six episodes kind of planned out, well, planned out kind of we chatted for about 10 seconds about some ideas um but kind of wanting to do you know different things obviously yes we're in fitness but we both have i think for me it's kind of like well we both do something really similar we're both in fitness we both have quite similar lives since we live together but i think how we go about stuff is similar but different and i think it'd be cool just for the audience to kind of get two different perspectives on topics that are often, you know, very similar, you know? So the whole idea is hopefully we can cover some different topics, you know, each week today, you know, going to do a bit more about business and then, you know, we, we will chat about. We both get asked so much about like things outside of fitness too. So I think that it's a really cool thing that people will be us, not just like as a fitness coach or anything. Like they want to know about business. We want to know about mental health or just like life in general. So I think those topics will be really good. Yeah. So today I thought we'll start with a topic which I get a lot of questions about. I know Lauren gets a lot of questions about our audience these days. It feels like everyone's a, a, a fitness trainer, you know, so, you know, but I think, you know, today's episode is going to be about building our online fitness businesses, how we kind of did it, the stories behind it when we started the, you know, more about the early days of when we got started. So all of you who are out there trying to grow your fitness business or thinking about getting into the industry, this will hopefully give you some advice and, you know, some of the things that worked for us and maybe some of the things we've learned that didn't go so well over the, the initial years. And yeah, and, but I think as well, the advice or our stories can also have a bit of carryover to anyone looking at kind of getting into the online online space for whatever you're kind of doing from a business sense and also just get a little bit of our stories. Yeah. So do you want to kick it off with yours first, Mark Carroll? Yes, I will. So, all right. All right. So what I thought we would start with is how both of our businesses kind of came about. And from Lauren, just so you know, when we're talking, 
business today, I want us to focus more on Lauren Simpson fitness, not rare. Okay. So more obviously from our fit, the fitness space, um, how it came about for you. When did it get, when did you actually start Lauren Simpson fitness? And I guess the interesting thing, you know, obviously people have been following you for a while, but people forget you weren't, you know, <laughs> you, you didn't just wake up and were, you know, had a, were, had a big fitness business, you know? So I think what's kind of cool is if you kind of spoke about, you know, where you were before you actually started Lauren Simpson fitness yeah. and how you transitioned to it. Cause I think so often people think it's just, Oh, cool. You woke up and you had all these following followers and you just had all these people buying your programs, but it was probably a super, super scary process to actually get started. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I'll start. So for those of you who don't know, I actually used to work in HR. I used to work in a financial services, um, in the financial services world. I was a HR coordinator. And at the same time, I was studying a business degree. So I had been doing that, I think, for four, five, six years um, before I started to get a strong interest in the fitness world. And I think it was around 2017 that or 2016, I started, I don't know, this, this the idea um, as I was getting more and more involved in fitness came about that, like, I would love to be able to help women on their own journeys, be able to help them with their fitness goals, um, not only like their body, their mindset too. I started studying um, in fitness as well. And I don't know, I just really felt such a strong pulling towards that. And even though I loved my career in HR, I was doing really good at it did my business degree. I just never truly felt like I would have been fulfilled doing that. So for me, my journey into the fitness world was definitely like a huge career change. Um, I left my full-time stable corporate job to starting my own business and going out on my own, which was really scary. So even though like I was, I think I was only earning like maybe like 30 something thousand back then when I left that job. So it was still like stable income to be leaving. So it was really scary, but I had kind of started building up a following then. I think I, I don't know how many followers I had back then, but I also had just really taken a lot of people on a journey um, of, I was also started competing in that same year. And that is kind of how Lauren Simpson Fitness came about because I just, yeah, I loved everything to do with fitness. I was literally obsessed with it. Everything that I lived and breathed was like wanting to learn more about like nutrition, training. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I just left that full-time job in 2017 and kind of hit the ground running since then. Yeah, I think Lauren's background, I guess, getting into the fitness industry was obviously quite different to mine. Lauren was kind of the, hey, I'm living and breathing, training myself because that's when you were really getting into your competing and stuff like that. And I think, you know, doing really well off, you know, your own training and stuff like that. Whereas for me, it was more so I'd been a trainer for, you know, a 10, 10 years or so. And, and it was just, you know, I was your typical kind of personal trainer in a gym and, for me, it was more so about the industry changing, the world changing with social media and, you know, so many things going online that for me, it was more so transitioning from being an in the, in the gym trainer, working one-on-one -on -one with people versus, you know, Lauren, where she was in a total different kind of 
corporate world. And so my transition was probably a bit, a bit easier because it wasn't such a big thing. It's going from basically kind of what are you doing in a, in, in the gym to then online. Do you think though, for yourself, there's advantages to just making a, a, a big giant leap to a, some total new career versus just kind of slowly transitioning like I did? I think it's definitely like they're both such like different approaches, right? So for me, I guess it was basically, it was an all or nothing. Like I had to go, once I quit my job, I had to like literally wake up and tell myself every day like that, like I've made this big jump that I would have to work hard like every single day until I would make something of this because I've just left that secure job. And it was a lot of unknowns, you know, like it's moving out of, it's a completely different industry. Whereas I think if you're just going from like face-to-face PT to online, you're still like in a little bit of familiar territory there. So yeah, like obviously. I, I, I think for me, it was also a, it's different because it had a bit more of a security blanket. Cause it's like, well, I've been a trainer for 10 years and if I go online and it sucks and no one buys my stuff, well then cool. I'll just go back to being in the gym. You know, it wasn't this, this massive change, you know, whereas for you, obviously it was quite a, a big difference, but you know, you were, you were actually, you were actually still a face, like doing face-to-face PT when we started um, getting together. Remember you were still, I remember the day that you like left clean health and then you were like, I'm just doing online only. I've really seen the evolution. Yeah. But you know, like, just thinking, you know, because obviously me never being prepared for any of these kind of things. Um, I, I actually think, you know, there's pros and cons to both situations. But I think for you, because you weren't in the industry, I think that also can give you a fresh outlook on on things and what kind of what works and what doesn't work. Whereas often, if you've been in the industry like I was for 10, 11 years, you also have an, a, a quite human nature to be a bit stuck in your ways and to be a yeah. bit a bit against change, you know, it's like, oh man, now you've got to market yourself online and post and all that stuff. Whereas for you, exactly. Mm -hmm. Whereas for you, I think you're like, oh man, this is new. This is exciting. And you're like, you know, it's kind of, you know, when you see kids, you know, these days kids grow up with like, they can barely talk, but then they can use a laptop and an iPhone, all that stuff. So well, whereas for you, you're just like, you know, it forces you into the deep end so that you've got to like really quickly upskill in so many different areas. That's what I, that's what I felt like. Like you're just thrown out there and you've just got to like really fast, like, yeah, look at everything that's evolving. Yeah. So I think, I know, I just think obviously there's no right way to do anything or one way, but that's why, you know, for Lauren, it's just, uh, it was a big switch for me. It was just a gradual kind of evolution and, you know, there's pros and cons of that. What was, um, I think it was, yeah, obviously you got started with Lauren Simpson Fitness before um, I even started training you and stuff like that. What was your first ever product you sold online in the fitness industry yourself? Uh, so my first product, it was an ebook, which it's probably similar to a lot of people out there. So it was an ebook and it was called Project Booty. And I did actually do um, custom 12 week, either eight or 12 week coaching at that time as well called Project Bikini Body. So both very <laughs> little trending things at that time. Uh, but yeah, 
the ebook and also just like a more one-to-one coaching. They were the two things that I launched with. What was how'd you How'd you, how'd you get to Project Booty? What was it? What was like, how's that? Like, all right, that's the one, Project Booty. <laughs> now, 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 now the terminology of these days would be like Project Dumpty. Dump truck. Dumpty. Ugh, Project gross. Dump I hate truck. that terminology. It's, it's the most cringe thing. <laughs> so do I. I literally cringe every time I hear someone refer to it as a dump truck. I'm just like, ugh, that's TikTok to blame though. Yeah. Um, Work out to grow your dumpy. Ugh. <laughs> um yeah I, I i actually don't remember that like i at all was that yeah that was what 2017 that was 2017 but to be honest especially with the custom coaching because i feel like for me like i was really in like a growth era for my own like personal brand back then and my social media and i think soon enough and that was probably one of the things that like um, I felt like was a big lesson that one person can't just like take on the world, you know, like that was probably my first like real challenge in like having a business was like obviously launching a product and not actually ever expecting it to like blow up like it did. And then as one person, one very inexperienced person, not only obviously like I, um, like I was just entering in the fitness world, but I'd also just, it was my first time having my own business too. So with that comes separate challenges. So yeah, that was definitely a big one um, to navigate. So I didn't have, like I started with my eBooks, but they didn't kind of stick around for long as like I moved on to like doing things like a web app, et cetera. So when you started the business. Yeah. What went what went well right away for you that was like a a surprise and then what maybe didn't go so well but taught you a lot of lessons good questions um i just i do think back then the market obviously was very different and like if i look at now to back then there wasn't a whole lot of people doing this in the online space most trainers were still online back then so there wasn't like a million different um, training programs online, a million different meal plans, et cetera. So for me as well, like I just think what worked well was just harnessing who I was and what made me unique because I definitely was um, that girl who was strong and I was also really feminine. I was the girl who lifted really heavy weights. Like that was at a time that I was like loving my strength training and then I also would post on the weekends wearing makeup and getting dressed up. This wasn't a very common thing back then. So I just think for me, like what worked well straight away was really just tapping into like who I was and like just really like building a brand like straight from the ground up of like instilling like this is what I am, strong and feminine. I think that's really carried me through the years as well. Um, yeah, until like what I do now as well. So that was really a good thing, I think, just like establishing the, the core of my brand right away. Um, in terms of probably what didn't go well was the fact that, as I said, like I was inexperienced back then. I had only just started out in the fitness industry and I opened myself up to like a whole world of like a lot of people in one go. So a lot of people obviously um jumping on board a lot of people inquiring and just like being able to handle that as just one person I do think that I probably um 
took on a lot more than what I could chew at that time. So I just felt like I was always drowning. And as you know, like when you start a business, you wear pretty much every hat at that same time. And I was inexperienced. So I just, yeah, I had to upskill in so many areas so many quickly. And I do think that, um, yeah, it was definitely a challenge at first. I, there was many nights where I just cried and I was like, why did I leave my job for this? I was working till like 4, 5 a.m. because I was just getting like a billion emails in one go. So, yeah, it was a hard time. It's it's funny because I remember when I released my first program and what made it, you know, what went well right away is also what caused it to be so hard and so stressful and what went bad as well and for me what was, your, re- what was your first one again what was your first one gen pop transformations oh uh, yeah and when i released gen pop this was i think around just before christmas 2018 so it's Green gonna be Bali. F- yeah so i released it and i remember when i re- released it you know i wasn't I was like, oh man, if I could get like a hundred programs sold or something, you know, there's a little bit of extra money, you know, in, in my pocket. Cause I was still doing, I was, I was, you know, I was, I just left in the gym PT and now my goal was just to be an, just do online, you know, premium online, private clients, try to, you know? And so I just put this product out and I was like, oh man, you know, if I could get a hundred clients, a hundred people buy it. And it was like 49 bucks. Uh, no, I was like, it was about $80 Australian. So about, yeah, it's about 55 bucks. I think USD or something. I was like, if we get a hundred people sign up, you know, it's like, cool. That'd be amazing. You know, there's some money for when we're in Bali, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then in that first week, you know, we, I sold so many, but then with that, it came with all the endless DMs, all the questions, all the customer service stuff, which we were not at all prepared for, you know? And it was like, I think we, I sold like 5,000 programs in the first week of selling gen pop. It was, but in that, it literally felt like every single follower who I had at the time was DMing me questions about it. And I remember being in Bali with Lauren and I was just on my phone the whole time trying to answer every DM. And I had no real experience with, with mass and how to talk to people online and, you know, people talk to you in weird ways and you're trying to, you know, and, and, and it was just so stressful. It was such a learning experience from a, Hey, if I'm going to sell something online and you can get a lot of people buying it, fantastic but you're also probably going to need a whole lot of help with your customer support and how to talk to people. And when things don't go well with sending out emails and all that stuff, it was just a real learning experience. That's for sure. Yeah. I still remember that actually in Bali, it was like just such yeah. like a, an amazing launch, but then I just remember seeing like, stop so messaging me, just don't buy it. I was like, take it down. Phone. 24 seven and yeah yeah. if things go wrong then you really I think for us because we are our own personal brand and then if something goes wrong within your business too or like oh the website crashes or the app goes down or this like you as like a personal a person behind the brand like you really take like cop that too so I just remember like if anything yeah if people don't receive their ebook by email or they don't get this like you're the person that they contact <laughs> yeah and it was like uh I remember people would like buy the program and then you know they'll enter the email wrong you know and they'll say like gmail.com instead of .com and then they'll message you saying fuck you you're a fraud you scam me you're a scammer how dare you i'm gonna call you out 
and they'll just talk to you like absolute shit over a $50 program, which they entered the wrong email in. And I was just like, what is life? Like here you are just being spoken to so poorly from mistakes people made. So that was a real kind of shock to the system to um, definitely. So I guess, you know, the focus I really want to do with this episode is just, you know, when we started. So what was your biggest learning, I guess, in your first year of Lauren Simpson fitness being up and running? Um, again, like, well, for me, like personally, when I started, um, I probably, as I said, like took on too much, took on too much that I could handle. And so I think that the expectation, like I wasn't able to service what I was kind of promising. So for me, that was definitely something that I did have to obviously overcome and then like very rapidly learn. Um, for me, I think like, what that led to was needing to learn how to, yeah, like grow and scale and just like really quickly upskill in those areas. And that is kind of what also led me to then like having business partners in Lauren Simpson Fitness. Cause as I said, like I was super experienced, but obviously having a business that had so much potential straight away, like within that first year, like we were hitting such like huge numbers. So being able to like have people be like coming in and helping on certain areas to then help it again. Like that was something huge for me um, because I didn't know everything. I never like <laughs> never claimed to know anything, everything either. So um, I learned a lot personally, professionally in that first year more than ever, but it was like, um, yeah, just like opening up to having like help as well. That yeah, was huge within that first year for me. It probably like, yeah, really set me up for years ahead. What about you in the first year? You know, like, I don't know what yours was like, because obviously it was before we actually really knew each other when you got started. But for me, what I do now, and I guess what is Coach Mark Carroll with the programs I sell and stuff like that, it I didn't really get into it to create a business. And so it was more just a, hey, let's put out something and see how it goes. And so the biggest learning in the first year of business for me was that, Hey, there actually is something here, you know, like people want to want these programs. They want to learn from me. They want to use my, my program. So it was more so just thinking, Oh, wow, that, you know, there actually is something here to then make me want to build on it and invest more into it and, and grow it. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think a lot of the times, you know, you get two kind of situations where some people, you know, spend years kind of thinking about a business. I'm going to build this and they have this epic business plan and they do all these things for years and spend all this money and then start, a, you know, selling their first program or product or whatever it is. And it doesn't then sell, you know, and then they've spent years and financial resources and stuff. Whereas for me, it was really much of a, Hey, let's just start and put something out there and see if there's a response. And if there is a response, cool. We'll build, I'll build on it and build on it and build on it. So the first really year was just like, okay, cool. There actually is something here, you know, to worth, worth pursuing and, and then and grow, going in all, going all in on. And, you know, that's the thing. It's even if, even if you are really confident in something, you just never really know when you launch something, how it's going to go. Like you think, oh, it's just like when you post on social media, you think, oh, this post is going to kill it. It's so valuable. It's so useful to everyone. And then it goes terrible. And then another post you think, oh, oh God, this is a feel. This is going to be awkward. And then it crashes. You know, it's it's really hard to know. And so you're always just kind of learning and, you know, seeing how things go, testing, and then just, you know, 
seeing what the, what what you get back in in the end and then for me once i got something back it then made me go all right now let's go try to try to learn more and add people to the brand and stuff like that but you know something uh, you, you kind of touched on it just before but you know you said you started adding people and realizing hey i i i, I to handle a lot of people and you know building a business you needed more resources and stuff like that so the next question was going to be about you know strategies from where you went from your year one to year two to grow it and grow it and grow it so what what do you think was a real a real factor for you looking at to think hey how can i keep taking this to another level yeah well obviously as i touched on definitely like having more team uh at the end of the day there is Lauren Simpson, but there's no Lauren Simpson fitness. Like there's no Lauren Simpson without the people around. So it was having like the specialist in marketing, having the manager, the customer service team, like everyone kind of, yeah, building up around me to facilitate like my dream and what I wanted to make work. So definitely having the resources there and like knowing that it's, it doesn't mean that I'm failing if I can't personally do everything and like leaving like that little bit of like control and like taking a step back and like letting other people do their thing too. I think that's a big thing. And even with rare now, it's like when you're a business owner and same with you, like when you're a business owner, like that's yours, that's your baby. So giving up some like control over certain areas, like it's a huge thing, but I think that in order to continue to reach like level after level, like you do need to have like the people around you then like um, looking at what they're experts in and then like elevating those different areas. So I think definitely people. And then I think just really like at that time, like innovation, we were always trying to be one step ahead of the game, like always looking at like what we could be doing next, like what we're doing now, what we could be doing better. Like what are people loving? What are we missing in the market? Um, so, and then constantly evolving, like we went from eBooks to web app to building our own app to now like releasing another app. So it's like the evolution, um, as like things like the industry, social media, everything evolved as well. Um, so I think, yeah, just like always looking to innovate. Um, then even I always laugh now, the videos I was doing back in like 2018, 2019 were like elite. They were even like more high level than the videos now. So it's like, was just looking like, even like back then, like we're always doing really cool things. And I think that for, um, for us that like really stood out in the market and yeah, I think that that was kind of what, what really like pushed for that growth from year one to year two. Yeah. I remember, I think I used to do good videos there in your campaigns for your challenges and stuff like that. Campaigns where... Next level. There was one campaign. I think it was 2000 and mm, might've been like 18. Wasn't it? Was it? One of them. And I full went jet skiing. I jumped off a jet ski to like pick up my, to reveal my protein flavor collab and the protein was at the bottom. And got her hair wet. I know. What a rarity. I remember Henny was like yelling at me, Lauren, you've got one, like you've got to get your head under. Um, We did really, I drove like my car, we drove out to like Red Desert so I could film like something that looked like Lara Croft. Like we were doing some really cool things back then. So yeah, that was a whole lot of fun. So on that topic, kind of brings me, I think, nicely to the next question. And this is something we often talk about a lot, just so you know, guys. I'm learning myself. I was talking to my brother Glenn today about it, I think. It's it's how 
much I think the industry's changed so quickly. Like everything moves at warp speed these days. And, you know, mm -hmm. running a fitness business now on social media, especially, is honestly night and day difference to what it was just three, four years ago. And things just move. Like I love reading, right? And read so many books about business and stuff like that. And, you know, back in the 19. 20s and 40s and 50s and 60s. like if something new kind of came out it might take 20 years to kind of happen and then like you know be there for like 20 years and stuff like that these days it's kind of like something happens and then there's a new trend and if you don't jump on it quickly you know it's it's gone or you know or by the time you then finally go all right you know what i'm gonna start doing this i'm gonna commit to this by the time you learn it it's not the cool thing anymore and stuff like that so for you like running a business now on social media for fitness versus say five or six years ago when you first started, like, how do you feel it's different? Like when I think back to social media and running online business, I think the most pivotal point, and I think everyone would agree is when like COVID happened and it forced so many people to go online. I think that that was like a huge thing for, um, the business world, especially like in fitness too, when you couldn't be like an online PT and it forced a lot of online PTs to then open up their online um, networks as well. So I think that it really changed around that time. Like everyone then had to level up in their content they were doing. Everyone had to level up on like different areas in the business. So I do think around that time that it changed a lot. Um, for me, like with like with running the online business back then there wasn't as many people doing it either so I think that like what you were doing it really stood out um I feel like now it is a lot more like of a competitive space and now, and now everybody like we post something and or do a, a campaign or something and then the next week it's just absolutely copied that's like the hard thing as well because it is online and it's just yeah very accessible to absolutely everyone so we always like on our social media like people have copied word for word our posts word for word our campaigns and like we invest yeah. so much time effort energy knowledge into like what we do so especially like for mark you i always see your stuff being ripped off yeah and your, then, pro your programs your yeah like i literally get people buy my programs i see them buy it and then like three weeks later they're selling a program with like the exact fucking tempos reps exactly and acting like they're a superstar like it's like it's like use it to learn and then recently <laughs> i think yesterday or something i saw in lauren is like you know, my recent campaign for my challenge a month ago or something, um, mm -hmm. two months ago, I'd seen someone just release one last week, a lot the other day. And it's almost word for word, my exact copy on my page, my exact kind of graphics themed, even the very, very first line explaining the thoughts and the wording of why I chose that name for the challenge, that person literally copied. And it's just like, it's just so unoriginal and that, but that, and then people are like, oh, wow, that's amazing. It's like, is it you know and so i think i think the hard thing is you know running an online business these days is you know you can still obviously do it fantastically well but because there is so much out there and you know something we often talk about is more than ever it's such a low entry point like when we started doing it like how many like barely any trainers out there had websites or graphics and you know you go like, I, I hate that yeah like if i was going on you know social media three four years ago like 
the people who you would see ads from were the ones massive, massive businesses, you know, Lauren or a sweat or something. Now, every time I'm in my story on Instagram, I'm seeing paid ads from people and I'm like, who are these trainers? I've never heard of them. They've got like 600 followers. You know, it used to be like, it's just endless ads of people. And it's like, they haven't built a name, they haven't built a brand and they're just pumping money into ads and stuff. I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I guess it's just so different to what it was. Like I remember when I- COVID, ha- COVID happened and I, I wasn't in the gym, the, the gym I was at before, I think there was about eight, seven or eight coaches all in the gym working there. They're all since COVID now online coaches. So instead of me just being the only one online, now all those eight coaches are all online, you know? So it's just constantly more and more and more. And the so, you know, things like click funnels and stuff like that, the entry point to getting a website is so cheap and graphics so cheap. And now people like obviously Jenner and stuff literally have businesses helping people. So it's so much more accessible to kind of get started. But I also think that that is why so many trainers don't go so well either because I, th- I think they think it's going to be so easy and they don't realize that they they don't yet have something that differentiate differentiates themselves and their messaging it's just like the same but maybe just at a lower level I also think like especially like just touching on social media there's not as and for businesses there's not as much organic growth anymore when I first started my Instagram guys I would grow like 30,000 followers in one day. And that now is unheard of. So I think like, especially for businesses who are trying to like, you're trying to get new eyes on your brand. You're trying to get that organic growth. It's just not there as much. So then you do see like, that's why I like Mark, you're talking about um, people that have 600 followers needing to do paid ads because you probably then do need to do paid ads because you can't organically grow as well. So it's like just... Yeah, yeah and, and you know what though, like, and then even then a few years ago, it was like when I, when I started, you know, like I was, you know, post when we're posting like education content, people are like, wow, now every single person in the world who's not even a trainer is posting educational content online, you know, so it's, it's just kind of the same stuff everywhere. And that's the hard thing, but that's why I think, you know, if I was going to give anyone advice on kind of getting into the fitness industry and running an online business, like really, really online on business is try to really try to figure out who you want to be as a coach and try to differentiate yourself and your marketing needs to match your messaging and your personality on your page. You'll say your personality that you're posting every day on your story then should then carry over to your website and stuff like that. It should all kind of work in synergy and you should try and really work hard to think, you know, what problem am I solving? Sure. But how can I do this differently to other people? Like what, why rather than just go, Hey, you know what? Mark does a challenge. Lauren does a challenge. Cool. So therefore I should do a challenge. Think what can I do differently in this challenge space? If I'm trying to actually get my name out there. Mm-hmm. So what, what with that, I guess then we might wrap it up, but what's one big tip, Lauren, I guess you could give the audience about running an online fitness business, I guess, in 2023. Well, I still think content is always going to be king. Like if you want to, if you want to be building your brand, your personal brand, your business, whatever that is, like you need to be putting out content. And a lot of people always like say to me, how did you grow your following? Or how did you grow your business? And it is like, it is hard work time consistency in creating content, putting it out. It's spending days filming. I used to have like dedicated content days for my business where I'd learn some of fitness. I'd go out and I'd shoot content in the gym. I'd put myself out there. Yes, it was embarrassing at the time, but you know what? Like I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have the business that I do if I didn't do that. So investing 
um, into your content 100% and across platforms. Um, and I think another thing which we probably haven't spoken much about is like because it is online, you, like community still is everything um, and it's going to give your online brand such a big heart. And I think, again, like if we're talking about like differentiating you to someone else, like build that strong community because at the end of the day, like they're your business, they're your heart, they're like is that's what you're going to be. So um, I think content is king and community is everything. They're my two little tips. I like it. Um, my What's big you? tip, my big tip is something I think a lot about, and you know, I I actually didn't really realize what Lauren kind of started with, and you know, with her original program, and I'm sure it wasn't you know a masterpiece compared to what she's doing right now. And for me, my big thing is just trying things in business, especially as a coach and, you know, putting something out there and try not to expect the world and try not to your first product or whatever your first offering, try not to stress about making it the most perfect thing in the world because you don't know how perfect it is until it's out there and you get a response. So the longer you wait to get something out there, the longer you wait to actually get feedback from people. And that feedback is so crucial for you to learn. Like, yeah, the feedback's good when people say they like your stuff, but that feedback at the start was saying, hey, you need more customer support or hey, you need better editing or whatever. That feedback that I got then allowed me to quickly get better and better and better because then I could improve and learn. But so often, I'm sure so many of you seen that listening will be like, man, I need to get started. I need to do this year. I'm going to start this year or next year. I'm finally going to do it. Try not to wait forever, but when you do try to get something out there, don't spend a fortune, you know, don't go all in on, put all your money into it and, and, you know, put in a position that you bankrupt yourself and stuff. Try to start small, learn from it, put something out there, get feedback, positive, negative feedback. And then once you see that there is something there, cool, learn from it and build and build. That's for Lauren. I know she definitely went all in, not, you know, it wasn't. The first day, slowly but surely, as she got, as soon as she got a response, then she grew and grew. And for myself, exact same thing. I like, I wasn't sure what to expect. Sure, I wanted something great. Like, I wanted people to buy it, but it was only after I really could see that there was a demand for this, I then really, really pushed it. So that meant there was probably less pressure as well to get started and, and feel like you had to hit a home run because it wasn't this huge financial thing which would make or break me. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, there you go, guys. So I think we should wrap up there. Um, I think that was a nice length, Lauren. Uh, yeah, how, how, how do you think we went? How long have you been talking for? I don't know, like 40 minutes or something. Time flies yeah. when you were your fiancé, right? Time flies when you're having fun. That's it. <laughs> no, I like it. It was good. I liked coming on here and having a chat. Awesome. So, guys, we'll try to try and do one of these once a week um for the next month or so and we see how we go we see the response we get and make sure if you do enjoy this episode guys please go share it to your audience let's share it to lauren share it to my audience tell people about it if you found it useful and also send us messages dms about you know ideas you'd like us to cover in the future and make sure guys please leave a five-star rating on the podcast and follow the coach mark carroll podcast um so you stay up to date with all of our future episodes Thank you very much, Lauren Simpson. I'll see you in the kitchen in like three seconds. Thanks, Carol. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.